Welcome to Leadership Behind the Scenes with me, Nomi Natan, Executive Coach and Leadership Consultant. In this podcast, we champion human-friendly leadership because you're human first and leader second. We share tips and insights on how you can increase your impact and influence so you can be the leader you've always dreamt of being and feel proud when you look in the mirror. Hello, hello. Today we are talking about overgivers in organizations. You might think, what could be bad about someone who is generous, who wants to give to their colleagues, to their leaders, to their organizations? Who could have a problem with that? And then you might also have noticed that those people that so generously give, they very often aren't the ones that are promoted. They very often aren't the ones that are appreciated the most. And they very often seem like they're just not quite thriving in the way you'd expect with someone who gives so much of value. So this episode is for you if you are someone who gives and gives and feels like you're not quite appreciated. And it's also for you if you know anyone in your organization, maybe you're managing someone who is a perpetual overgiver. There's some really important stuff here we need to talk about, about the law of exchange. But before we dive in, I want to tell you that if you're listening to this and thinking, oh, really need to do something about this. I know I'm an overgiver. Once you've listened to this, go to nominatan.com forward slash over hyphen giver because I have a very, very special online course especially for you. And it's 10 days to take you from overgiver to powerful, nourished and recognized. So there is something you can do. It doesn't have to stay this way. I'm going to show you the three codes to healthy giving so you can break this pattern. But for now, let's dive into this episode. So take a breath. And let's get to it. Back in 2015, I wrote an article called Why People Who Give Too Much in the Workplace Will Be Kicked Out of the Organizational System. And it's one of those blog posts that I forward again and again because I see this happening a lot. And what is this about? Well, I've had several clients like this where they are so generous and dedicated to their work and they give. They always do that extra bit that's needed. They always do more than what is asked for them and they're exhausted and they come to me and they go, well, I'm not getting the promotion. I'm not getting the appreciation. I don't think anyone values me. In fact, I'm worried that I might be losing my job, but I just can't give anymore. I don't know what else to do. And this is where we need a serious chat because it's definitely not about giving more. In fact, it's about giving less or in a way we could say giving different. So let me rewind a few steps and give you a different example because this is about the law of exchange. Let's say you and I met for the first time at a networking event and then we arranged to go for coffee. And I said, well, um, you know what, I'll 
buy this coffee and I just bought us coffee and you'd probably be okay with that. And, you know, if you're like most people, you're straight away thinking, when when can I buy her coffee? Or I need to, you know, we need to arrange a reciprocal coffee date so that I can pay for the next coffee. And then if we met again, you would probably insist that you needed to pay for coffee. And next time we met, we might have lunch and I might pay and then you might pay. But then if suddenly I said, well, I'm going to treat you to a Michelin starred restaurant lunch or dinner. You might feel a little bit uncomfortable. And if I then said, oh, and I booked a suite for you, for you and your partner, so you can stay here for a night also, then you'd most definitely feel uncomfortable. I mean, check in with yourself. Would you feel grateful and excited or would you feel, hang on, this is too much. I don't feel comfortable about this right? Second one, because it's too much. It's not balanced. And you might go, hang on, I didn't want that much. I don't want that kind of level of interaction. I don't want to pay her back. Now I'm indebted. What does this come with, right? Because that's what we feel if someone gives a lot and we can't make sense of why they would give us that much. They must want something. There must be something they need in return. And it's actually a really good instinct. It's our instinct for building depth of meaning in relationships. We're paying attention to the flow of giving and receiving. And this is how we know that relationships will become balanced and it will work out over time. Of course, long-term relationships, there are some where we, for periods of time, are the person who gives more and then periods of time where we're the one who receives more and that's fine. So when it comes to organizations, we pay attention to this law of giving and receiving slightly differently, right? The first thing you pay attention to is, what am I paid? And we have sort of an inner barometer, a feeling for, does this feel like a fair amount? Am I paid well? Too much? Too little? And maybe you've had this if you've negotiated a uh, big pay rise or if you stepped into a role and suddenly gotten a big pay rise and you might have felt, ooh, I better up my game, right? I got given more and now I better make sure that I give more. Or if you're not paid what feels fair, you might for a period of time try to give and add value. But if no one seems to notice that you're going above and beyond what it seems that you should be paid, you might start losing motivation and the will to do extra and you might just start to do less and not quite live up to our potential. This is actually why it's really important that we feel good about what we're paid because it's part of the exchange. And of course, in organizations, the exchange is about a lot more than just money. There is what we're learning, what we're getting out of it, the place we're working, the prestige, right? In academia, for example, people aren't paid that well, but the prestige and the freedom to research certain things and to work on something that people are incredibly passionate about, well, most, of, most academics will feel that they get something else that evens out the fact that they don't get as high pay as someone who works in industry. So we pay attention to this all the time. And here's what happens when someone overgives. In a way, it's because the organization has a consciousness. I mean, that might sound weird. 
But this consciousness, this sense of how much people are giving doesn't sit in one particular leader. It sort of sits in the organizational system. There's this awareness of what people are giving. And if someone gives, they give of their time and their energy, and they might sacrifice time with their kids, their loved one. They might sacrifice doctor's appointments, and they might end up overeating and not sleeping. They give at a level where the organization unconsciously, but this organizational consciousness will go, I don't know how to pay back this thing. I don't know how to pay back what we're given. What's it worth? How do I pay back someone for not properly sleeping for years? How do I pay someone back for the fact that they didn't spend enough time with their loved ones and they got divorced or they didn't see their kids growing up or they are now so stressed that they are mentally unfit to keep working here? How do I pay them back for that? There's nothing that the organization can do that feels like quite a fair exchange. And so what tends to happen with someone that gives more than is good for them, an organization, and you could say the leadership, but you know, it's really the organization, will try to get rid of this person because the debt usually cannot get paid and it's uncomfortable No one wants this on their conscience. This is why when we're in that relationship, if we go back to the coffee date, right? You don't want to be indebted to me that I bought you a fancy lunch. You want to straight away pay me back or do something nice for me. You might give me a huge recommendation or you might open a door for me. So you might not pay me lunch, but you might pay for something else, pave the way for something so that it feels like we're even. Most of us, don't like to feel indebted to other people. And an organization doesn't like to feel like it has this debt to someone about human stuff that it has no way of paying back. So what can you do about it? Well, if you are the person who is habitually overgiving, if you know that you're sacrificing too much, it's time to stop and take responsibility. And there's a couple of steps you can take. The first step is to acknowledge that your employer is not responsible for your life, your happiness, or your health. And I'm going to give you a little helpful visualization exercise, and I really recommend you actually do this. Don't just listen, actually do this. So I want you to close your eyes and imagine your employer in front of you. And you can visualize the company or the logo or your immediate boss or the top leader of your organization, whatever feels right. And then say, I have given more than is good for me. The balance of giving and receiving is out of whack and I'm feeling the pain. I was waiting for you to make it better, but I forgot that you are just an organization and you cannot be responsible for my health or my sanity. You are not my parents and I am not a child. What I need is my responsibility and I will take it fully. I will now start setting appropriate boundaries for my giving. Please be patient with me. It might take a little while before I get it right. Now if you need to, rewind, listen to this bit again. Then take a deep breath. And then of course it's time to look honestly 
at what you need to put in place to get the balance of giving and receiving right. So this also means setting some new boundaries for yourself. And you need to figure out what exactly those boundaries look like. And then once you've set those boundaries, once you've decided them with yourself, you need to communicate this. You need to tell other people that you're going to start behaving differently. Tell your colleagues, tell your suppliers, your boss, your stakeholders, so that they know and ask for their support. And trust me, there are many who will welcome you saying this. They will feel like, oh yeah, that's a good thing. I mean, I have lots of clients that get told, could you please work less? It's too much. You know, what you're role modeling is not what we want you to role model. Now, of course, we could talk about where does the pattern of overgiving come from in the first place? Because the truth is, it's a deep pattern usually. It's not one that was invented because you just wanted to prove yourself in your new job. Usually, it's a pattern you've had with you for most of your life. And so, that's a conversation for another day. But when I dig into my coaching clients' reasons for being overgivers, usually it's partly in their blind spots. And it's to do with the families and the systems that they were born into. And it's something really deep-rooted. And only when we work on that more deep-rooted reason can we start properly breaking the pattern. But doing the exercise I told you and setting some boundaries is a very, very good first step. So what if you're leading a team or an organization that has one or several overgivers? What can you do then? Well, I recommend that you start sharing to them about the balance of giving and receiving and you explain it, you know, the examples I've used here or your own examples. And it's really important to do this because you might be tempted to go, oh, well, I'll just, you know, squeeze the most out of these employees. And it's quite convenient to have people that want to overgive. But If you're honest with yourself, you also know that this is where you end up with people that are stressed, that are burned out, that are doing loads of work, but not thinking clearly and not necessarily doing the best things, the right things. And they just can't keep performing at top level because they're not doing what's right for them. So do start telling them about the law of giving and receiving and then ask them, how can I help you with the boundaries you need to put in place? You know, you have to remember that you're not responsible for people to fix this pattern. As I said, if someone has a strong pattern of overgiving, it's not something that started when they came into the role that they currently hold where you are their leader. But you can surface them and make everyone conscious about this and really pay attention to are people focusing on the right things and are they taking full responsibility for themselves and their own well-being? I'd love to hear how this episode resonated for you. Are you yourself an overgiver or do you know overgivers? Drop me a line or post and tag me on LinkedIn or Facebook. I would love to hear more examples of this because this is an important dialogue to share. And as I said, this is one of the articles that I post and send to people the most, but often people are embarrassed about being overgivers. And it's it's a hard, it feels like, and often people are embarrassed about being overgivers. And it feels like one of those things that maybe I'm just weak or I should be able to fix this. So I don't want to be greedy and just take. And it's not about that. 
but it's about the appropriate balance, right? Remember how you felt when I said, I've, you know, given you lunch at a Michelin star restaurant and I booked a suite for you? Too much. You feel uncomfortable. So don't give your organization everything you got and away and above and beyond. It doesn't mean not giving. It just means check out that the balance is right. And it's not right every day. Balance isn't something that's right every day or an equation that works out over a week or over a month. But sort of over a longer period, you know, you know, don't use your intellect. You can feel it in your body. You know if the balance is right. And if it's off, it's time to address this. If you feel ready to break this overgiver pattern, go to nominatan.com forward slash over hyphen giver. Nominatan.com forward slash over hyphen giver. And you can get access to how to break the overgiver pattern, which is an online course you can do anywhere in the world. And it's 10 days to go from overgiver, depleted overgiver to powerful, recognized and nourished. Would love to see you there. And as always, now is a great time to breathe. So take a breath. Have a great day.